Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. We are at Tuesday. Ooh, boy. Had a great, great Monday game. That was a whole lot of fun. I was behind the screen. We started the Ghost Ship of the Desert Dunes, and everybody loved it. They're all heading to the Diamond Desert. They got attacked on the way by some Cyclops and Pirates, but they managed to hold their own. Uh, Gareth, he just went nuts on those Pirates. And after he killed all he could kill, he started mutilating the dead bodies because he was... He was berserk. He's a berserker. So it was kind of funny because we had one dra- one drowned Cyclops, one dead Cyclops cut into three pieces, and one that one, that the magician in the party charmed and hung on to him for a while, but then sent him off to go build him a keep or castle or whatever because he had like an eight intelligence and there was no way he was going to make it safe. <laughs> So he just, because he didn't want him, it's like, that's nice, but I don't really need him following me all over the place. So you go up there and you build me a keep. Okay. He goes off. That may come back and bite him in the butt later. So <laughs> that's going to be fun. And it was just a good time had by all. A great rollicking start. We've got a good mix of players. My grandson Gage is playing a Hyperborean Paladin, and he's having the time of his life with that. He gets to do all that paladin stuff that they do. So, okay. Today, today I kind of want to just talk about some of the fiddly bits of role-playing games, of class-level role-playing games. I tend to lean on D&D a lot, even though it's a show about, as I say it's a show about OSR stuff, that doesn't mean I should stick to it, to D&D, but I do. It just, I just... It's it's almost like my fallback. You know, I will always come back to this point. <laughs> the class of level D&D type stuff. I looked at the initiative order, the combat order in Astonishing Swordsman, and automatically said, okay, I'm going to do it the way I usually do it. Every GM that I know of, and this is not... This is this could be part house rules. This could be part something else. But every GM I know of has their certain things they do in a game, in every game. And initiative is one of them. It's one of those things where, you know, I've been doing this all my life like this, and I don't see any need to change it. The way they had it was one side runs through melee missile magic and then the second side runs through melee missile magic so i assume it's all group initiative but i am so used to doing it my way i do it my way which is individual initiative for the pcs group initiative for my characters my npcs and such and it works out because it's easier for me to when it comes to be my turn it's easier for me to go okay he does this role he does that role he does that role and you know do it all in a bunch and it's just easier for me to do it that way, or any other NPCs. Like I had yesterday when they were fighting those pirates on the shore, were, the Cyclops were throwing boulders at the ship. And so when my turn came around, I not only did the pirates and the Cyclops, but I also did the crew of the ship firing back with, with crossbows, because they were like within 50 feet of them. And so 
that's the way I do. I've always done any kind of class level D and D type game. That's how I do initiative. I mean, you know, so I do something different sometimes. Like, for instance, when we play Savage Worlds, I pull out pull out the card deck, and we do initiative that way, and it works because it's basically the same thing only with cards. Because in Astonishing Swordsman, I'm rolling a die, and here I'm just giving cards and going through the deck. You know, Ace King Queen. Uh, King, Queen, Jack, etc., etc., and here it's like I'm, everybody rolls a d10, and I go one to ten. So it's pretty much the same thing. Everybody's got their little their little peccadillo. Every GM has their little peccadillos about that kind of stuff, and it doesn't really affect anything because I feel individual initiative on the player's part gives them better chance to plan stuff. I I used to, you know, there were games where I go, okay, they go melee missile combat. Even though everybody's rolling an individual initiative, they do they go melee. He goes around. Everybody does you know missile. Everybody goes around and missile, magic, whatever. And that's good. But I just don't find that you can do stuff like okay, I'm waiting until this happens, or we're waiting until he moves here, type of thing. I want to give my players as much flexibility as possible. So you got to do it that way, as far as I'm concerned. So you ever come to my table? That's probably the way I'm going to do it. What else? Experience. I decided to go with Carlos who ran that two-year two 5e game campaign. He would just level us up when he thought we should level up. And he was pretty much keeping track in his head how much crap we had to go through to get our goals done and adjust it accordingly. I'm sure he may have it a formula. I don't know. But he'd just say, okay, bump yourself up to six level. Something like that. And I find that kind of efficient. I like that. I don't have to, we don't have to fool around with experience points. We don't have to calculate things. I pretty much know how much treasure I give the characters and things. And I told them flat out last night, look, look, experience, I'm going to do what Carlos does. And they were okay with that. Now, I also like, this is kind of a variant on it, but I kind of like Swords of Wizardry Light and Continue Light. They, you level by game, by adventure, I should say. It's like if you if you're second level, you want to be third level. You do three adventures, you're third level. You want to be fourth. It gets. I mean, you know, it it spreads it. Out. It also spreads it out real nice. So they got to work harder at the higher levels to get there. And that's not even talking about if you go to uh, Swords and Wizardry Continual Light, the subclasses, which are always at least one adventure more than the usual class to get to that next level. But it balances out with the advantages they get. So, like I said, it kind of balances out. I was going to talk about a couple more. Oh, um, racist class. I like it. I do. I that's pretty much from a player perspective because I would play I would play Rule Cyclopedia D and D or Labyrinth Lord, and I would always take the elf. And it's the it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, they take forever to level up. That's the price you pay. But even at lower levels, you can pretty much, you know, and that to me, I liked as, uh, as, a, as a, as a DM, it doesn't really bother me. In fact, I liked, you go to a Labyrinth Lord and use advanced edition companion with it. You can have it both ways. I, I, I think it's interesting when they run it, when somebody runs it, where you have a racist class elf and a race plus class elf or dwarf or halfling or whatever, because the way the rules are, they can both work the same way. In fact, if I was a game master, I would probably, 
I would probably let them convert over to one or the other at a certain point, depending on the character or what they do and things like that. It's one of those it's one of those game master judgment calls. But if they're not happy as a racist class elf, it's okay, you want to be classed, okay, tell you what, let's just play this elf, we'll make the adjustments in the stats, and you pick a class and you stick with it. But I don't see why you would. But you know, that that's that's my that's my take on it. You know, but who knows what go- who knows what goes through a player's mind when you're playing? I don't know. Anyway, that's about it for me. I'm gonna go start my day. Got to get these kids home to mama. Oh, and uh, you you got any opinions on this? Give me drop drop me a drop me a voicemail at Anchor, or give me an email at oldmangrognard@gmail.com. And we are monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you could help support this program. So, until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.